Get ready to uncover how Acts transformational principles can shape your journey toward a life of fulfillment, wellness, and mental resilience. Today, we're going to unlock the secrets of embracing life's challenges and propelling your growth with the power of ACT, or acceptance and commitment therapy. You'll discover how to harness psychological flexibility, emotional regulation, and a values-driven life. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome back, lovely listeners, to another episode of Fulfillment Therapy. This is episode number 47, Accept, Adapt, Achieve, How Acceptance and Commitment Therapy Can Transform Your Life. We're almost to episode 50. I am so excited. I am your host, Kendra Nielsen, and today we're diving into a topic that can truly reshape the way you approach life's challenges and opportunities. We're going to explore acceptance and commitment therapy, or ACT, as I'll refer to it throughout, and how its principles can serve as a compass that can guide you towards a life of fulfillment and wellness and mental strength. Today I want to talk about ACT, again, acceptance and commitment therapy. I've talked about cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, and several other modalities in the past, and I do want to give you an overview of most of the therapeutic modalities over time, not all right now, so you can utilize their tools on your own and also so you can get a better idea of what resonates with you in case you want to seek out a counselor that specializes in one of these modalities. So that's kind of my purpose behind doing these things, giving you a little taste of what it's like and some of these techniques, because I find that often in therapy, they don't really give you very much beyond just listening to you. And these are really helpful tools. When I was in school, one of my cohort members asked me if I'd explored ACT much yet because she thought that I'd like it and she knew my personality a lot better at that point in school. And for some reason, my program didn't teach a lot about ACT, probably because it's not as old. And several of the other modalities are more famous because they were the initial theories that kind of started everything. But I find that clients like ACT a lot, especially in this current culture. I know you're going to love this today. I feel like there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of helpful tools that you can use in your own life and I'm going to give you some of those tips in just a minute. But before we start, let's define what ACT is. Acceptance and commitment therapy is a therapeutic approach that blends mindfulness and behavior change strategies. Naturally, I really like that. I know you probably know that about me. It encourages us to embrace our thoughts and feelings 
even if they're uncomfortable, and to commit to actions that align with our values. And I've talked about that in the past as well. So in essence, ACT helps us accept what we can't change. There's this letting go in that. And adapt to life's uncertainties, as well as achieve meaningful goals. Dr. Maya Patel is an expert psychologist, and she said, ACT is like a roadmap to a more fulfilled life. It's about learning to dance with your emotions rather than fighting against them. That's powerful, isn't it? Especially that last part. It's always the last part that I love. It's about learning to dance with your emotions rather than fighting against them. Think about a time when you're really fighting against your emotions and then maybe you had this mindset shift where all of a sudden you felt like you really were dancing with them a little bit more instead of resisting them and suppressing them or denying them, any of these things. Instead, there's this element of acceptance that we'll get into in just a minute. Explore in your mind an example and keep that in mind as we talk about this today. One of the key concepts in ACT is the three-step process. Accept, adapt, achieve. I'm going to break those down, but once more, it's accept, adapt, achieve. Now, acceptance does not mean resignation. A lot of my clients think that it does. It means acknowledging our thoughts and feelings without judgment. I've also mentioned that before. It's about embracing our humanity and recognizing that pain and discomfort are a part of life, or how I've said before, it's part of the human experience. So again, it's just embracing that. Embracing that these things are a part of life and that we can acknowledge these thoughts and feelings without having that self-judgment. This is one of the things I work on almost daily with my clients is just that letting go and that acceptance. I think a lot of people don't really understand what acceptance is because they do feel like it means resignation, like, oh, fine, I accept these terrible things that are happening to me. Instead of recognizing that it's just acknowledging things without judgment. In my mind, it's almost like validating yourself. When we are constantly refusing to give ourselves that validation, and as a side note, when we don't give it to ourselves, it's difficult for us to give it to other people. But when we don't do that, then it's very hard to have that acceptance, and it's very difficult to move on. Dr. Mark Thompson, who's also a therapist, said, acceptance is like opening the door to self-compassion. I just mentioned that. When we accept our struggles, we pave the way for healing. Now think of that example I asked you to imagine before and imagine what it would look like for you to accept your struggles so that you can pave that way to healing like he talked about. What could that look like for you? For example, I work with a lot of stay-at-home moms and they often have this resentment and this bitterness or even this depression about staying at home and doing a lot of monotonous things, although they're trying to live life according to their values, which I'll get into more in just a minute. But until they can really own those feelings and have compassion for themselves, even when it looks maybe a little messy or not quite what they would have hoped for themselves, until that can take place, healing doesn't happen. Or if it does, it's very minimal compared to what happens when self-compassion and acceptance take place. Does that make sense? So that adaptation involves stepping back from unhelpful patterns and allowing ourselves to see situations from different angles. So it's about choosing responses that align with our values 
and then moving towards growth. Dr. Lisa Chen is also a leading expert in mental wellness, and she says, adaptation is the bridge between acceptance and achievement. It's where we find the strength to rewrite our narratives. Now that has come up a lot in several sessions. All the different modalities are able to help with this in slightly different ways. And ACT will also help us rewrite our narratives, especially when we focus on that acceptance and achievement. Now achievement is about setting intentional goals that reflect our values and then take consistent steps towards achieving them, even if difficulties arise. So this is not about perfection, my friends. This is about progress and this is all that I teach. It is just about progress because that is what will bring joy and fulfillment. Are you setting intentional goals right now? I hope that you are in all the things that we've talked about. And as you're setting those goals, do they reflect your values? For example, I really value family, but if I am putting all of my time and effort and all of my goals into my business and into my physical health, which sometimes I do, then I'm not going to be truly happy and fulfilled because I haven't made the things that matter most to me a priority. Now, that does not mean that I put all of my energy into that value of family or spirituality like a lot of people do, a lot of my clients that I have, especially very religious clients. Then there's this imbalance, and that also causes discord and unhappiness. As you're writing out those values or those goals, keep in mind that a balance still needs to be sought after. Dr. James Carter is a pioneer in ACT research, and he says... Achievement is the outcome of commitment. It's about turning aspirations into actions, even in the face of challenges. I really like this. There's a lot of controversy around these things, like, am I being too, or am I not being flexible enough? Or just this back and forth, like, which one is better, being really committed or letting go and being more flexible? And the answer is really both. You kind of have to take both in mind when you're doing things. And what he says here is even in the face of challenges, you can stay committed. I think that's very true. There can be some flexibility while still being consistent. Now I want to get to the tips and tools so that you can use this in your life as well. How can we practically apply ACT principles then? Number one is mindful awareness. I've talked to you about Insight Timer before. That's one thing you can do. You can even look it up, ACT meditations on there or even on YouTube. This is where you can practice being present with your thoughts and emotions without trying to change or suppress them. This is really key. I want you to remember that. So without trying to change or suppress them, you can be present in your thoughts and emotions. So this cultivates that sense of self-awareness and it reduces reactivity. When I talk about reactivity, remember that's like triggers and things and that you're activated by things that maybe increase your heart rate, make you become more tense and rigid. There's lots of different responses like that. This is more about cultivating compassion and curiosity and awareness. I talk to my clients a lot about that. Let's just have curiosity for what's happening with you. Almost like you're watching a stranger or somebody that you admired you would have curiosity instead of that judgment and you'd have more compassion. Maybe a better way to think of it is like a child 
unless you are not big on children, then that might not work. <laughs> but you're going to have more compassion on a, a child that might be sad and distressed. So you're going to have that curiosity, that compassion, and that awareness of what they're going through. Try to have the same for yourself. Now, the next one is values clarification. I've also talked about this in the past, but this is when you reflect on what truly matters to you. This is where you identify your core values or those deep, important values, whether they're in relationships or career or health or personal growth or spirituality. Let these values guide your choices. People can't tell you if your values are wrong or right because it's what you value. I have a free value sheet that I created on the website on fulfillmenttherapy.org under the free tab, but I'll also put a link for that in the show notes if you want to print that out and do this for an exercise. I often combine this with my scripture study. This is something that's going to help you become your best self as you live a more congruent life, and I think that's very appropriate to combine with spiritual study. And this is just a little side note, but this morning I was reading the scriptures and it was... Actually, I'm going to bring it up on my phone right now. I'm just going to read these two things that Elder Craig C. Christensen said that I thought were pretty awesome about change and about repentance. It's funny how we can change the verbiage and it resonates more. When we choose to repent, we choose to change. We allow the Savior to transform us into the best version of ourselves. We choose to grow spiritually and receive joy. When we choose to repent, we choose to become more like Jesus Christ. And I'm just going to say that in my own words here. Every time we choose to change, that is a form of repentance. So sitting down and writing out your values or setting goals or doing all of these things, that's a form of repentance. And this is what is going to bring us joy and help us to become more like the Savior and help us to become our best self. And just a little earlier, he said, Repentance also requires change, which at times can be uncomfortable, but joy and comfort are not the same thing. Sin, including the sin of complacency, limits our joy. Sometimes I have a hard time with the word sin because it leaves people feeling the sense of shame and that they are bad. So I like to shift or change that word so it resonates more with people sometimes. But I do like how he talked about the sin of complacency. When we get complacent, let's take away the judgment from it. Maybe let's eliminate the word sin. But when we get complacent, it is very difficult to change. But as we change, we're able to have joy. And again, there's that repentance piece in there. So that's a little side note, a little spiritual thing that I was thinking about early this morning when I was studying. Let's get back to ACT, though, and how this applies to ACT. Go ahead and print out that value sheet if you haven't done this exercise yet and just reflect on what truly matters to you. Identify your core values and see if you're living in alignment with those core values and living your life congruently. And if you're not, that might be a reason for some anxiousness or some depression that you're experiencing in your life. Just a little thing to keep in mind as you're doing that. Another tool or technique you can use is diffusion techniques. So you can distance yourself from your thoughts by recognizing that they're not absolute truths. These can be cognitive distortions that we talked about several episodes ago. Whatever they might be, label your thoughts as just thoughts and allow yourself to detach from them. There's one exercise that I use a lot with clients called leaves on a stream. 
And I'm going to briefly just tell you what that looks like, and you can do it on your own. During the Leaves on a Stream exercise, you visualize yourself resting near a stream. And whenever thoughts enter your mind, you imagine placing them on top of a leaf and watching as they float away. So you're not really inside your thoughts exactly, but you're taking a step back and you're viewing them from further off. And by doing so, you're able to really gain more perspective on your thoughts and feelings. And as you do so, they reduce their power and it reduces your reactivity or that triggering response. For example, I worked with a client yesterday and he talked about how even just a certain color of vehicle or like a truck, because uh, his wife had had an affair, every time he saw that, his body would physically respond. Or any time his now ex texted him, his body would physically respond. It was very activated. So he could do this leaves on a stream exercise and just notice those thoughts as they're floating by, like on top of a leaf. So what is it for you? Maybe it's not a text message or a certain color of car or a certain vehicle, but something else might be very activating for you. And you can do this simple exercise outside in the morning while you're reading or in your living room or in your scripture study, however you want to do that. Even after there's a big family blow up or some conflict, you can do this silently to yourself for just a few moments. It doesn't have to be a formal big thing. For all of these tools, you can approach your thoughts and emotions with equal acceptance, regardless of whether they're pleasant or unpleasant or even neutral. And the goal is to cultivate an awareness of those inner experiences without this intention of improving them or changing them. It is really just that acceptance that we talked about. And like anything, as you practice this, it gets easier and easier. So, my dear listeners, remember that acceptance and commitment therapy isn't a quick fix, but it's this journey towards living a life true to yourself. I love that part of it. By accepting and adapting and committing to your values, you're creating a path to fulfillment and wellness and resilience. This is really going to help you navigate life's twists and turns. Remember, you have the power to transform your journey. The two big things that I love about ACT is the acceptance part of it, and the commitment part of it. There's a committed action towards your values, and there's that acceptance that is not resignation, but a simple acknowledgement of your thoughts and feelings without that judgment, but with that curiosity and that compassion. That is all I have for you today, my friends. I hope that overview was helpful for you, and you can recognize if it is something that resonates with you, And that those tools are ones that you will use that will help you find greater acceptance and commitment and that congruent, authentic, and genuine living. Don't forget to sign up for the Costa Rican Women's and Men's Retreat taking place next year, June 16th through the 22nd, 2024. There are limited spots, so get on that and don't hesitate. My husband will be running one and I will be running the other. And we're going to do amazing excursions. I've talked about them a lot already, but check out that video if you have any questions about what's included. It's in the show notes and it's on the website at fulfillmenttherapy.org. It includes everything except for airfare, but everything else. You won't have to think about a thing. Getting from the airport or lodging or food or excursions entertainment, any of that. We have it all covered and it is phenomenal. So grab your spot today. 
And last but not least, sign up for our free 45-day wellness challenge throughout September and half of October to help you stay committed before the holidays to better health and wellness. And I will have a lot of free resources there for you to utilize to help you figure out what your big three or your big five goals are through the next couple months so that you can find more success as you get ready to face the holidays. You can find us on Facebook at Fulfillment Therapy and Instagram at Fulfillment Therapy. So check us out, join whenever you'd like, recommit to living a more fulfilled life, recommit to your goals, and recommit to doing the things that will bring you that change, that will bring you that joy that I talked about in those quotes earlier. Thank you for joining me today on Fulfillment Therapy. Stay mindful, stay committed, and keep embracing the beauty of your unique story. Shine boldly and brightly, my friends, and I will see you next time. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.